Welcome to How We Saw It Podcast, the podcast that takes topics and discusses how it affects us as people and how many of these topics affect our mental health. This week, we're talking about politics lightly. As always, I am Mike, and with me is the carcinogens to my cigars, the hypocrisy to my Republican pundit, Aaron. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Hey, if you dig what we're doing, and we, of course, hope that you do, please leave us a review and then come over to our Facebook group and hang out. And that's where you'll find all of our episode info. I added the mental health aspect to the intro as this podcast, I'm hoping, takes kind of a swing towards how our topics affect mental health and the struggles that can go with it and how it relates to the different topics we talk about. Plus, our podcast is generally affected especially the recording times. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but, that's true. That's true. I think that's a fantastic idea. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Keeping You Sane? Hopefully something good happened in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't horrible. I, did, I mean, I, did, I got sick again, because why not? <laughs> right? Like, I had, uh, I had two bouts of the flu this year, because uh, somebody came to the boys' wrestling tournament and spread the fucking plague. So everybody got it. Um, so that was fun. Um, but, you know, it wasn't all shit. Uh, I watched uh, I watched that movie Ma with uh, it's Octavia Spencer. Is that who it is? I can't remember. Like, I blank. It's like, I know going in who we're going to say, like, who I have to say. And then as soon as you hit record, like, I see the red light and my brain just goes, <laughs> no. Um <clears throat> All right, so it, the the movie led me to believe in the beginning that it was going to essentially be um, like a bunch of random teenagers come into uh, like they they for some reason decide they're all going to start partying in this like stranger's basement, like an adult stranger's basement, mm. um, and then she locks them in, and everybody ends up dying. That's what I thought the movie was going to be going in, uh, right. and and I don't want to, I can't say too much because honestly, I could spoil the movie. Uh, by saying damn near anything about it. Um, that ending or what my what I perceived the movie was going to be about changed at least three times while I was watching the movie. Like I like they let you know pretty early on that what I thought was going to happen is not the case. Um, so I'm like, OK, all right, no big deal. And then it flips and it goes into another way. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if it'll be this. Nope, wasn't that either. Like, but they led you to believe it was. And then they were like, no, ha uh, And then it went another direction completely. And I was like, oh, it's going to be this. And I wasn't fucking right about that either. Like it got to that point and then it shifted again. It, it was one of those movies that felt long. It was like 90 something minutes. Like it, it was, it was, if it was over an hour and a half, I don't think it was by much. Um, but they let you know so early on in the film that uh, what the trailer had led you to believe it was going to be about was absolutely not the case. So you, you, I was like, well, the movie should be almost over. And I'm only like 30 minutes in, you know, like, like we were talking about last night when you saw uh, knives out, like how they're, I, I said that they're kind of giving away the ending sort of earlier doing the twist beginning. I call it. Mm. Um, it seems to be like a new trend. I don't hate it. Uh, it just makes every movie seem longer than it actually is because you 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 gave me the false flag ending like 15 minutes in. Right. Um, <laughs> so there was that. Uh, I will probably say that it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Like I was hard pressed. Like I thought about recommending it to you, 
and telling you to watch it. And then I was like, but what if he fucking hates it? Like, it feels like that kind of movie. Like, you're either going to be like, it wasn't so bad. That was kind of cool. What a weird ride. Or you're going to be like, I hate whoever told me to watch it. Like, <laughs> um, you know, so I was like, uh, check it out. But don't make it your movie of the evening, just in case you fucking hate it. Like, start it early. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I had said that, uh, I had said that, you know, like the, the music episode, we recorded the music episode and I didn't have anything to fucking talk about. And then afterwards, like after we're done, I have like 10 fucking things. Um, I fell down a rabbit hole listening to, um, father John Misty, who I only really knew because he does a song on the soundtrack of the, uh, the movie hotel artemis it's in like the very end credits he does this one song and i loved it and i kept trying to track it down and didn't have it on youtube spotify didn't have it the no youtube thing was what really blew my mind i was like what do you mean it's not on youtube everything's on fucking youtube uh no 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 you could get like bad covers of it but that <laughs> was about it uh so i was like well what the fuck and then jen was like hey maybe it's on itunes and i was like oh yeah itunes is a thing I never use iTunes, um, mostly because like I don't want I don't want to pay like I don't want to pay it like for a single like if it's a whole album or something I still I'd rather have a physical copy. Um, right. But she found the song I was looking for on iTunes, so that was like all I had from him because that song wasn't on any other album of his, so I just never got around to listening to any albums. Uh, and then the other day, for whatever reason, like that song got stuck in my head again. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to check out some of this stuff. Uh, so I threw on, um, he's only got four albums. He comes from a, like a, I think it's a Pentecostal background. Uh, he had kind of a pretty similar trip to like what we did where he got older and then thought it was all a bunch of bullshit um, and then got the fuck away from it. And like, you know, it kind of, like we've said on past episodes, like that kind of changes your view of the world after you think one thing for so long. And then you're like, I don't think that anymore. Um, so uh, his albums all have this kind of like, like angry tone at religion and, and bullshit like that. He points out a lot of like religious hypocrisy and things like that. Um, but his recent album was called God's favorite customer. Um Yeah. Uh, and then there was an album, album before it, which was called pure comedy. Um, and those are the only two I've listened to so far. Uh, they're really, really good albums. Like, uh, very singer songwriter, which means it was like right up my alley. Uh, he was on sub, he's on sub pop, which I didn't realize. So it's got that very indie vibe to it. Um, yeah, totally check him out. He's got a lot of great songs. Uh, Mike, you should check him out too. Because <laughs> I think you'd kind of dig him. Uh, he's not driving music. I will go as I will go so far as to say that. He's not driving music. Um, not because like he's not going to bore you to fucking sleep. It's just that, like, you know, sometimes some things just aren't meant for anything but like sitting and like maybe having a drink or something. Um <laughs> Uh, so, so definitely check him out at some point. Um, let's see. Well, God, I was going to do this one. I was thought about moving this one into the app. Nah, fuck it. We'll go with it anyway. Um, so a week or two back, I'm, I'm guessing on the timeline, because as we've established numbers, aren't my friend always. Um, there was 
this news story that came around um, about this kid that died because he had he had I don't know if I don't know if it was the if it was a flu or what whatever it was it doesn't matter what it was he had something and rather than going to a doctor she posed to a Facebook group which all right I'll pause so everybody can laugh at that uh, all right so so a mother went to a Facebook group for for recommendations about what to do with her sick child um, mm. I think they'll take your kid just away just for doing that. But, um, so she said, like, should I take him to the doctor or what should I do? And the consensus was that, uh, she give him a bunch of elderberry. Yeah. 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 All right. So that's what she did. Right. Because obviously that's what, that's what you do. You listen to the, you listen to the hive mind because it's Facebook and, and, you know, they've all not got degrees and (laughs) they've read something somewhere one time by someone. Um, so so the kid died. Like she, yeah, it was shocking. Um, she gives she gives the kid elderberry instead of taking him to the doctor, which I and I want to say that they said basically it was something that was like amazingly treatable, just not with fucking elderberry. Um, so I guess this would fall under my anger at uh, woo woo bullshit science. Hmm. that we've talked about in the past like don't get me wrong i assume that elderberry probably has some really great qualities to it like there are probably things in it that will boost your immune system and and help you to feel better long term but let's not treat diseases with with weeds outside um i i'm not saying that the medicine that the doctor will give you didn't derive from something that came from the weeds outside at some point because of course it did like that's where all that stuff started from uh, but you know, if elderberry was the cure for everything, I'd have heard about it prior to like eight months ago. <laughs> right. Like, I feel like it would have popped up like, Oh, you're not taking elderberry. You should like, this would have been drilled into my head as a child, like take elderberry and you'll feel better. And everybody would take it. and We would all feel fucking fantastic. But I never heard of this fucking prognosis until like eight months ago and uh i i uh, stopped treating people's diseases like simple diseases and things like that uh with shit that somebody told you you could find in your local produce section or um you know under your medicine like under the fucking sink or something like that Mm -hmm. don't drink bleach is what i'm saying basically (laughs) like please don't drink bleach don't drink drano um go get fucking vaccinated how about that I don't know. Call me a radical, I guess. But like, <laughs> seriously, go get fucking vaccinated. No kid should have to die because their mother is a buffoon. Um. All right. Enough about that one. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, I'm only going to say that I saw this. And if you haven't watched it yet, I ain't going no farther with it. And we'll come back to it another time. But I watched Dr. Sleep finally. Hmm. Did you watch it? No. You didn't watch it yet. Okay. All right. No. So I'm not going to say anything about the movie other than it blew my fucking mind. You can expound yeah. on it. I'm probably not going to watch it. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Um, well, I mean, I don't want to expound on it too much. But obviously, if you don't know, it's the it's the sequel to The Shining. Uh, yes, mm. there was a book sequel first. Uh, so it's not like... I saw a lot of people when it came out, they were like, oh, these Hollywood fucking sequels. Like, who needs a sequel to The Shining? Like, the book's been out for a decade, easily. Um, obviously, you're not much of a reader, Tammy. Um, so... <laughs> 
I guess we'll we'll skip over that part. But it's it was a book first, and they made a movie about it with Ewan McGregor playing uh, Danny from the from Danny from The Shining. Um, it looks fucking fantastic. Uh, it felt like an actual sequel to The Shining. Like you know how sometimes they make sequels for old stuff, and you're like, oh, this just feels forced. Like mm-hmm. they're like pigeonholing like shit in there, like to make it a sequel. This was a legitimate sequel. It felt great to watch. Like there were nods to the original shining in it, um, which I give them full credit for because in the book, obviously um, the, the hotel's not there anymore. Cause, mm. cause at the end of the book, they blew up, they blew up the hotel. Uh, but in the movie, the Kubrick movie, he didn't blow up the hotel. So they had to kind of redo the ending. They had to kind of like rework the ending and they went back to the hotel and it was fucking amazing. Just the way they recreated how that place looked was like spot on. And they didn't use like they recreated scenes from the original movie, um, but they reshot them. But they still had the fucking carpet was all the same. I was like, why do you even get carpet like that anymore? Like whoever did their like set design deserves a raise. Um, And my favorite, honestly, my favorite part about it was... uh, all right, so they had a kid that played Danny like when he was young because there's like backstory and shit. So there's stuff that happens post Shining but pre Doctor Sleep. Um, so they had a kid that played Danny. It's as close as you're gonna get, right? Like you're trying to recast to somebody who was like you know around in the '70s. Like they they kind of got the hair right, and it's just it's it's hard. It's now they got they also recast somebody to play Wendy. Uh, cause obviously you're not calling Shelly Duvall. Um, <laughs> um, did she look like Shelly Duvall? No, not, not particularly. Uh, but they managed to do not only the haircut perfectly, her face looks just enough like her. Uh, but even like so much as to have like her ears sticking out of the hair, like Wendy's did in the movie, it was like one of those little details that you wouldn't necessarily think maybe they would even bother with. Um, but she sounded exactly like Shelley Duvall in The Shining. Exact. Like, down to the breathy screaming, the, oh, Danny! Oh. Like, it was fucking perfect. And I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. And what I said afterwards was, I'm glad that they haven't attempted to recast somebody as Nicholson. Mm. Because how the fuck would you even do that? Well, flash for you know, fast forward to, you know, later in the later in the story and Ewan McGregor is sitting at the at the bar like Jack Nicholson did in the in the hotel so he's in the he's in the hotel he's sitting at the he's sitting at the bar and the bartender is talking to him I'm like God, that bartender sounds fucking familiar kind of like the way he's talking just sounds kind of familiar and they kept only showing him from the side and I guess like I was so absorbed like absorbed into the movie that it just wasn't dawning on me what I was looking at they did recast Jack Nicholson. This is essentially Jack Nicholson is the bartender now at the hotel. Like he's the bartender ghost at the hotel. Um, But it was played, get ready, Henry Thomas. Like E.T. Henry Thomas. Like, and it don't, while I'm watching it, I'm like, he's really got this shit down. Like they made him look like him as much as they could, obviously. Like, um, but damn, if he didn't do a spot on job, 
Like I was so nervous when it like I was like, oh God, I think that's supposed to be Jack Nicholson. And I was like, no, this is fantastic. Like this is this is really fucking good. Um Henry Donmas did a fantastic job. And it it kind of it kind of dawned on me while I was watching it that I really like the fact that he's had kind of this like career resurgence in the last like five years, let's say. Like he did uh Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. He did um he god he's in one of the he's in at least one of the ouija movies i want to say the second the prequel i want <coughs> excuse me i think he's in that um and now he's doing he's playing jesus christ jack torrance in dr sleep like fantastic um he was awesome and uh all right but here is my gripe all right you ready and i feel like this kind of ties in well because you told me to watch that angry video game nerd thing about mm-hmm. blu-rays all right so I bought it in on 4K because it was the only like a lot of times that's the only version available when you're ordering on Amazon. Like they you can get the fucking 4K because it comes with a Blu-ray. So it's mm. not it's like buying a Blu-ray. Um, you just have to get the fucking 4K with it. Um, and I figured, well, maybe some of this shit will be interesting visually. So whatever, 4K. Uh, so we go to watch it. Now it comes with obviously the theatrical version and the director's cut. And, uh, so I was like, well, we want to watch the director's cut. Well, the director's cut was only available on the regular Blu-ray, not the 4k. So I can watch the theatrical version in 4k, but I can't watch the director's cut in 4k. So it was like, why just give me a fucking regular Blu-ray. Don't make me pay a little bit extra for the 4k. Like, why are you trying to like, you know, bilk me out of more money basically? Uh, for a version that I can't even really like, I'll probably I'm gonna watch the regular version at some point. But if I could watch a director's cut, why would I want to watch anything else? It's like with the like the Exorcist, like on the they give you there was the the version that had all the expanded footage in it, and then there's like the like the theatrical version. Like, why on earth would I want to watch the version without the extra stuff? Right. <laughs> <Watch your> <laughs> um. Well, goodness, that's what kept me sane. <laughs> what kept you sane? Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> I went to GameStop and bought a bunch of $5 games. <laughs> how did you like uh, How did you like Mordor? Has it, did I, it finish I, the update yet? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, really, it's really good. I really like the, the way you can use the orcs against each other. And yeah. Kind of yeah, you can kind of like... Some, cause chaos and they kill each other and it was cool and i liked the assassin's creed style gameplay mm. like it, it felt kind of easy for me to pick up on right yeah and the combat's very arkham asylum i would say yeah yeah yeah, yeah yep you know you just gotta dodge and yeah you gotta stay out of the way and hide as much as possible it's fun. I don't, like I said, I have the second one too, but I only played a little bit of it. And a lot of people complained about that one, but I think that might've been like a micro purchase complaint. <laughs> yeah. Then let's see. I applied for a new job and blew the interview. That was fun. That didn't really keep me saying that got me more angry. Yeah. I was going to say that probably just pissed you off more. Right. Yeah. So either if I play myself, I don't get the job. If I, 
play the person I think they want. I don't get the job. So yeah. So which what do you do? Mm-hmm. You got to invent just, like a new persona entirely. I just don't want to have to drive. Yeah, I don't blame you. Twenty five minutes to work anymore. Especially in the winter. Yeah, it's, it would have been nice to work in town. Yeah. Yep. And be able to afford living. I mean, there's other jobs in town, but I don't want to have to work four jobs. Yeah, exactly. And and I got to be honest, like, I hate the fact that people even have to do that. Like, if you want to do that, I think it should be perfectly okay. But <laughs> I don't know who would want to work four jobs. Uh, but even if anybody who wanted to work two and three just to have more coin, that's fine. But you shouldn't have to do that simply to get by. Right. Like, that's offensive. Like, that's just not okay. Hmm. I mean, that totally goes into our mental health. Mm-hmm. It's really hard not to feel defined by your job yeah. when it takes up so much time in your life. And whenever you try to get out, your attempts are blocked. Yeah. And especially just... if you don't like it. Like, especially if you like in, in, in your case, and fuck it, I'll even admit it. Like in both of our cases, like neither neither one of us like our jobs. Um, but when you're trying to get out and you can't like you feel trapped yeah like it's just like you know it's such a horrid feeling to think that someplace that you absolutely hate you can't fucking get out of or you know doesn't feel like you can get out of it's i got crushing debt from a degree that does me no good and can't just leave my job and go Live, laugh, pray, or whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not. Yeah, I don't have that luxury that our boomer parents did. Right, bought a house for twelve fifty. There's a decimal point between the two and the five, just in case anybody's curious. Twelve dollars <laughs> and fifty cents for a full house. <laughs> I can't even get a pane of glass for that now. Mm-hmm. Well, this is not talking about what's me saying is it <laughs> I well, watch... I mean, <laughs> not every, we can't always it. have good weeks yeah you're getting it out so maybe this is what's keeping you sane right and umpiring season started again so got that going yeah that'll be fun getting yelled at by parents it's fun drunken parents too that's always good yes I uh so the boys on the wrestling team this year and uh we didn't go because he wasn't wrestling at that at this tournament but uh there was uh there was a parent from the opposing team that uh or no not a parent I'm sorry it was like a sister from the opposing team that her brother was losing to uh to one of Michael's teammates and uh she got very uh very upset about it and had to be escorted from the fucking building Jeez. And I was kind of mad that we weren't there. I was like, wow, my one opportunity to see like the over dramatic high school fan, high school sport fan mm-hmm. uh, for this year. And I, and I missed it. It was like going to my niece's game. She's in eighth grade, but the seventh grade team plays first. And you would have thought it was the NBA finals, the way the parents were going crazy. Jesus yelling at the refs and everything it's like seventh grade fucking basketball right. calm down and it's such a learn. horrible example for those kids it was it was embarrassing to be in the crowd you know? i bet 
Like, I'm real sorry things didn't work out for you, but, like, don't force that shit onto your child to live vicariously through them. A fucking yeah, horrible yeah. thing to do. Yeah, cheer for your kid, but not at that volume and not for both teams. Right? And 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 remember that these are children, so you shouldn't even really be booing the other fucking team. Like you know, you like don't fucking openly like you could think you want the kid to strike out, but don't be like swing fatty, you know, and like say something fucking horrid to them, and you know, mm. don't be an asshole, basically. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We're just getting angry here. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I felt like it was going to be this kind of episode. <laughs> it's been like well, it's definitely been one of those weeks two weeks let's start off with a disclaimer cancer is a horrible thing and good people get it right along with bad people yep. but it's nice when bad people get it also no matter what the twitter spirit tells you you don't have to be saddened by everybody's misfortune you don't have to be saddened by everybody's passing death does not exonerate people you can relish someone's death yeah you can relish someone's bad time it does not make you a bad person it makes you human now should you be going out laughing in your co-worker's face when they get cancer or something like that no no don't be a horrible person yeah but when a bigot hypocrite person who's damaged this country more than can be quantified until historians look back on this time period 50 years from now you can relish someone in the late stages of cancer it's a, a okay. fucking men to that man amen to that and no joke I, I obviously like i oh who are they talking about rush fucking Limbaugh. um i feel like this is an episode that like in my brain i've wanted to do since we started recording and i'm glad that we waited because I don't know, this feels like celebratory for me. Like, like <laughs> fuck cancer, but fuck Limbaugh too. Basically, like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm so close to feeling sad that cancer developed Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> um, like people on uh, people on social media have been have been kind of friends have been kind of like, oh, stop! Po I've been posting like horrid Rush quotes once a day. Um, I've taken the weekends off usually, you know, people got to have time to rest. Um, but people have been like, please stop. This is this like, God, he's awful. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. And I'm going to keep this going until he draws his last wretched breath. Um, my, my, I told Jen the other day that, that, that my, my dream is, um, you know, the scene at the end of Braveheart where Longshanks is in the bed dying while Wallace is being tortured outside. And 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 the 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 wife says that his Longshanks's one uh, wish was that he or one dream was that he knew he was going to be alive to see to hear Wallace die or something like that. Mm. And then at the very end, um, you know, like Wallace screams freedom, and that's the last thing Longshanks hears before he dies. I hope Rush Limbaugh lives long enough to hear. Uh, uh, and just elected president, whoever it is that was running against <laughs> running against Donald Trump, and then and only then can he just fucking kick off. He yeah, whatever. I don't give a fuck how he dies, drowning in his own fucking fluids. It doesn't bother me in any way, shape, or form. The world will be a better place when he is six feet under it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I have to listen to him 
every fucking day, just about. Uh, at work, in the background, is always right-wing fucking talk radio. So in the morning, first thing, first fucking thing, uh, when I get there, it's Mark Simone, who is fucking horrible. Like, you think Rush Limbaugh, picture, um, oh God, let's see. Uh, take Rush Limbaugh and make him less intelligent. Uh, almost mix him with uh, that guy who does the my pillow thing, the <laughs> real fucking goofball. Um, it's kind of a mix between the two of them, and and he comes on and just says the in, most inane shit possible under the guise of being the smart right winger. Um, he has Ann Coulter on a lot. Apparently, they're like I'm air quoting friends or whatever. Um, I think that's fucking obscene. How could anybody? <laughs> be friends with Ann Coulter. I did, however, think she did a fantastic job as the flute woman in it. Chapter one. Uh, <laughs> she was very good and uh, should be, should be commended for that, for that, for that job. Um, and then after Mark Simone is, is fucking Rush Limbaugh. Um, mm. And I have spent the better part of, I, I'm, I don't even know how many years, honestly, I've been working there now. I'm going to say four, maybe five. I'm guessing in somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, I've had to listen to him every fucking day. Uh, just spew nonsensical bullshit rhetoric and just bigoted fucking comments. Like all of those like awful recent comments. Like I probably heard them in real time. Um, <laughs> and I, I would be lying if I told people that that shit does not have an effect on you over time. Uh, there were days that he, whatever he was talking about, like I would try to block him out, but you know how easy that is. Like, it's not fucking easy at all. Sometimes, like, especially if you know somebody you don't fucking like is talking in the background, like you're like, I want to hear what that fucking asshole has to say. Like, so you, <laughs> like you try to block it out, but you're not really blocking it out. Um, I would come home just angry. I mean, like literally angry because because I had had to listen to Rush Limbaugh spew his Limbaughisms all fucking day. Um, but there is some good news. I want everybody to know that there is some good news. And that's that Rush Limbaugh is fucking dying now. <laughs> like, I know people that, 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 ha that had cancer and they are no longer with us because of it. Uh, it is not, it's not an easy way for anyone to have to go. And to that I say... Good luck, Limbaugh. <laughs> I, I hope it's fucking horrid. I hope it is every bit as painful as it's possible to be. Um, God, I, I, I can't wait to hear the fucking news that he died. Like, I, 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 when this first happened, I had that moment of, like, I was raised, like you said in the beginning, never to, you know, you, you don't wish ill on somebody, whatever. Um, and I've had people say to me that, like, hating eats your soul. And it might, it, it, it may indeed eat my soul and it may make me less of a person uh, for thinking that this is a good thing. But I would like to point out that it's not going to eat my soul nearly as fast as that cancer's eating Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> <sighs> got to be angry. He's got to be angry that now to be that close to something black. <laughs> It's got to just, I, it's, I was just going to say it's got to be eating him up inside, but it is. Oh God. 
I hope everybody's laughing. Like I, I hope we don't have like a whole bunch of people that are listening to this like right now with like their jaws agape. Like, what is he saying? Like, I'm sorry if I seem angrier than usual, but he's awful. I mean, he's done so much harm to this country, to this world. Yeah, there, I saw a documentary. Uh, I can't remember if it was a documentary on the effect of Fox News. I want to say it was a documentary on the effect of like right wing media in general mm-hmm. on people. Um, and they spent a good chunk of it talking about Rush Limbaugh because, uh, I mean, honestly, they view him like Christ. Like the, there are people on that side of the aisle that think he is a fucking uh, exemplary American. Um, you know, just the, the golden goose of human beings, um, which, ugh. uh, but there was a big chunk of it on him and they showed an old interview with somebody saying to him, Hey man, do you really believe, <clears throat> you know, there's in the interview saying, do you really believe the things that you say? Because they're so, you know, they're like, he was the king of hot takes before the hot take was a thing, you know? Um, and his comment to this, I believe it was a woman. He says to this woman, uh, who had just asked him this question, it doesn't matter if I believe it, what matters is if you believe it. So he doesn't even, he wasn't even believing the things he was saying. He was just spewing (laughs) rhetoric and bullshit. And yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly when you said that, uh, he's done more harm than good. When I was, um, the only good he's done is kept a drug dealer in Florida in business, right? Yeah, too bad he didn't OD on those. No, I, no, no, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. This is fine. This is fine. Um, <laughs> when I was, I'm gonna guess and say like the same age as the boy, right? So, like in like the 10 to 12 area, um, um I had an aunt and uncle that lived down in Maryland, um, and my aunt tried getting me to listen to get me into Rush Limbaugh. Like it felt looking back on it now, it felt like predatory. Like you're trying to get me in young, basically like you're trying to hook me at like 10 or 11 to this like right leaning way of thinking. And, uh, ew, like how, why would you make a child that fucking jaded that fucking young? Um, don't worry. The world's going to do it to him, but like, don't rush it. Um, rush it. Uh, so I, I mean, I never really bought into it. I didn't really like it. Um, but here's the thing that always kind of threw me off, right? Like now, you know, he talks about like how awful political correctness is and shit like that. Um, around the same time that my aunt was trying to get me into Rush Limbaugh, she bought my parents this book on how to be- how to speak politically correct like it was basically like a dictionary of politically correct terminology and not in a joking way i don't mean this in like a right wing joke like a fucking toilet book like ha 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 look how funny this is like this was a legitimate like don't say this say this um it, it kind of throws me off looking back on it if why would you buy somebody a book on political correctness and listen to somebody who is so unabashedly against political correctness. 
but it kind of made me want to go back, not actually do it. Like I like, you know, when you get an idea in your brain, like I should do this. And then another voice is like, that's stupid. Um, it made me want to go back and look and see if like Rush had been pro-political correctness at some point. But obviously mm -hmm. I never did because no, like I don't want it. Like I'm not looking to dig through the Rush archives. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I was just reading through all the people who say bad things and then all the people who were calling them ghouls and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Just, <clears throat> a Milwaukee teacher got placed on leave for tweeting that. It's awesome. <laughs> like, I feel like it's absurd that anybody is upset that this guy is fucking dying. Like, like, all right, you sent me a big list of rush quotes and uh, I'm going to go through and I'm going to read some of my favorites. Um, all right, we got, well, we got to start with this one. Rush on nicotine. There is no conclusive proof that nicotine is addictive, and the same thing with cigarettes causing emphysema, lung cancer, and heart disease. Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he was telling this to, he was telling this to listeners. Mm -hmm. He was telling them, go smoke. It's fine. Smoke. Like, um, and I, uh, I'm kind of glad I read this because it reminded me of, uh, a couple years back. Uh, obviously we have, we have hurricane season here in the States and, uh, tornado season and all that shit. Um, there was a hurricane coming up the coast and it was going to wreak fucking havoc. And the weather people were saying like, get out. Like they were talking to people in Florida and they were like, look, you are directly in the path. Get the fuck to safety. It is dangerous. And I was actually at work and heard Rush Limbaugh say that the weather people were just pushing a leftist agenda and they were making more out of this storm than they than it was and it was going to be fine and you could trust him and you could just stay and everything would be fine and there were people that fucking did like he told people that he knew better and that everybody was going to be fine but did he move like because this was in his path too and that was how he justified <laughs> like i'm not going of course he fucking left he wasn't there because he knew that shit was dangerous, but he told all you, not you, that's like the royal you. Um, right. He told all you that everything was going to be fine. You could trust old Uncle Rush. Well, and of course, that creates a survivorship bias. So those people are like, oh, I stayed and didn't die. Yeah, he was so right. We must Rush have been. was right. Yep. The yeah, anything to justify. Those leftists, it's a black flag operation. They're going to come in and take our guns and declare martial law i mean he, he he teetered on that shit like when he said that this was a leftist fucking propaganda like basically saying that like all all bad weather is like leftist propaganda was basically what he was going to i'm thinking like what, the, was. what the fuck does that even mean like i understand that weatherman is like you know it derived from the latin for liar um, and they, 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 they get it wrong a good chunk of the time. But when they say a fucking storm is coming, a major fucking storm, uh, and that you need to leave to be safe, don't listen to the guy on the fucking radio that probably doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, don't listen to that guy. And if you do listen to that guy, when you find out that he's moved and left so that he didn't get in the path of it, you should track him down and kick his ass. <laughs> 
basically. Well, I'm sure he had a, a pre-made appointment. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. He was going to stay, but, you know, he didn't want to. He had an engagement that was, he didn't want to flake out on it. Yeah, yeah, he had to line up so some Republicans could kiss his dick. Um, let's see. Russ, Rush on the genocide of the American Indians. Columbus saved the Indians from themselves. Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, some of these ones that you sent me were like, like, there were some that you were like, what an asshole. And then there were some that you were like, what a fucking asshole. Like, they're like that, 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 that not so fine line between like, you know, somebody who says something dickish and somebody who says something dickish. So you're going to hit him in the head with a shovel. Like, and he was pretty much always on the line of that, like, going to hit me with a shovel. Like, we saved them from themselves. He saved them from themselves. Why? So that the rest of the white people could come in and wipe him out? Like, why on earth? Like, who, who in their right... Like, I guarantee you that this probably happened on Columbus... I'm guaranteeing that this pro probably happened on Columbus Day. And they were taught... He was talking about places that were going to do away with Columbus Day in favor of uh, an indigenous mm -hmm. people's day. And, and he was like, ah, tearing down American values. <laughs> Whatever. Columbus wasn't American <laughs> at all. Not at all American. You know, my favorite thing about Christopher Columbus is, you know, that like really famous picture of him that they always fucking show. Have you ever noticed how small his head is compared to the rest of his body? <laughs> he looks like a triangle with a fucking olive sitting on the top of it. What a pinhead. Um, Columbus ain't discovered shit. Uh, here's one of my favorites. Rush on Michael J. Fox having Parkinson's disease. Like, if you're going to pick on someone with Parkinson's disease, I'm already saying fuck you. Um, he is exaggerating the effects of this disease. He's moving all around and shaking, and it's purely an act. This is really shameless of Michael J. Fox. Either he didn't take his medication, or he's acting. What the fuck? Like, has anybody ever said anything not nice about Michael J. Fox other than this right here? Like, I don't, like, he's one of those people that, like, you don't hear anything bad about. I didn't enjoy the Frighteners. Yeah, I didn't either, but, like, I don't feel like it was his fault. <laughs> it wasn't my favorite movie, but it wasn't. I think he tried. Um, fuck, what did I just watch, like, a couple weeks back with it? Class of, class of 84, class of 90, I don't even remember. Uh, but he's, it's a, it's a, it's not a horror movie, but it was on shutter. It's like a, it's like one of those like revenge flicks where like, you know, they, they go to the school and it's overrun by gangs and drugs and, you know, and the teachers have to defend themselves by killing said kid gang, gang kids and drugs with drugs. Uh, and Michael J. Fox is in it. He's like one of the good kids or something like that. And I was like, didn't realize he was in it. And like, I'm watching the movie and it's pretty fucking brutal in a lot of spots. And then Michael J. Fox popped up and I was like, Ooh, what the fuck's he doing here? Mr. <laughs> Mr. Keaton, you are in the wrong school. Um, all right. Anyway, that was the aside on that. Uh, oh, here we go. Rush on people of color voting. They're 12% of the population. Who the hell cares? <laughs> like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Uh, like, I don't even have to say how disgusted I am about that one. I feel like it's just, it speaks volumes for itself. Um, let's see. Rush on global warming. 
If you believe in God, then intellectually you cannot believe in man-made global warming. How, how, how fucking how did the guy with four fucking marriages and, 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 and being busted for like pills, how did he become like the Christian poster boy? Because he doesn't like abortion. Right. I guess that's it. I guess that's the only thing it takes. Your, your, your very favorite one issue voters. Doesn't but, like abortion. And he doesn't want socialism. That's. Yeah. Meanwhile, most of these people wouldn't know what socialism was if it sat on their face and wiggled. As they collect their social security. Yeah, as they collect the, the social security um, and, you know, see cop cars drive by and see, I would say see potholes get fixed, but we all know that never fucking happens. <laughs> um, and, and, and you see uh, fire trucks coming. You know, my favorite thing about the whole like, oh, fuck socialism thing is that, that like the fire department basically is, a, it's a, that's a socialist program or socialism based program. Uh, you saw gangs of New York, right? There's that scene where the fucking building's yeah. burning down and the two fucking fire departments show up and they block the fucking, they block the, the hydrants and then they proceed to beat the piss out of each other. Cause they're fighting over who's going to get to do the fucking do the fire putting out. Uh, yeah, that, that's why, that's why they're all regulated now. That's why we did away with that shit because the, uh, the capitalism of firefighting was not successful. Hmm. I just yeah, don't. There's a, it's it still happens today. There are fire departments that are capitalists that are really? libertarian the dream. And in 2010, someone didn't pay their fee and the they mm. let him, his house burn. Oh my god, that's right. I remember that story, and I had I remember thinking to myself like, how does that even happen? It didn't even dawn on me. That's basically the same fucking thing. It's, it's just you know you don't pay for protection, you don't get it. It's like the mafia. Right. <laughs> but I, I I guess I just I, I don't understand how like uh Mr. Rogers got the presidential medal of, is it freedom? Mm-hmm. All right, so so he gets the presidential medal of freedom. Who a man who spent his entire life uh in service of making people feel better about themselves. Um now remember Republicans don't like Mr. Rogers. Yeah, they hate him now. They hate him now. Remember Tucker Carlson saying, uh, saying that he was the, he was the downfall of society was that Mr. Rogers told everybody that they were, uh, that they were special. Hey, cancer, when you're done with rush, Tucker Carlson is available. Like, please feel free to just cut a swath through fucking Fox news, dip over to Hannity. Uh, Bill (laughs) O'Reilly would be fun, right? Like, I feel like we could, pull an episode about bill o'reilly getting cancer uh as long as these guys are dying of cancer we will do solo episodes on them <laughs> i'm just gonna go ahead and, and and put our flag in that um right all right so mr right. rogers right. uh spends his life in service of making people feel be- better about themselves and telling people the, the you know uh like we talk about but mental health a lot like how many people with mental health issues as children did he make feel okay about how they felt and 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 tell them that it was okay to go and talk to somebody, that it's okay to have these feelings, but you know it's important to talk about them and get them out and and not let them kind of consume you. Um, a man that had like, was there a Mister Rogers scandal? No, no fucking scandals. Um, 
the kindest, purest person that may have ever walked the earth. I don't know that for a fact, but show me otherwise. Um, and all right, so he gets it. And, and one might say, well, fucking deserved. Right? Like you would say, like, that's fantastic. Good. Uh, finally, the government got something right. Uh, and- the thing is, like, they sit there and say, upstanding Christian men. And Mr. Rogers literally did what Jesus did and washed his feet with someone. Yeah. A lot of people consider yeah. dirty and sinful that black was, man. That was fucking groundbreaking. Like, you want to talk about, like, knocking down barriers. Jesus Christ. Like, that was unheard of. If that had happened anywhere else but public television, he'd have been, like, can you even imagine what the backlash would have been? And he was, he's literally following the steps of Jesus. What the fuck has Rush Limbaugh done that's Christ-like? What the fuck has Trump done that's (laughs) Christ-like? That's all I got. Uh, and Trump, like, it's so fucking fitting that Donald Trump is the president that gave Rush Limbaugh the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Because it's what the a, fuck has Franklin Graham done? That's Jesus. Jesus. Nothing. Nothing. He can go too. There you go. There's another one for the fucking list. Uh, fuck. I want to talk about being like the least godly man in the fucking room? Um, they're just shills now. Like there's just just fucking talking points. Like there's no there's no heart to any of them anymore. There's certainly no souls to any of them anymore, if there ever was. But it's it's fitting that Donald Trump, the McDonald's of presidents, um, not even McDonald's. If there was a great value version of McDonald's, uh, that would be that would be Donald Trump um, giving the fucking Presidential Medal of Freedom. <laughs> Like he knows anything about that. Um, giving it to fucking uh, Rush fucking Limbaugh. Like, ugh. Just, ugh. And, and, and having to make such a spectacle out of it. Like, ugh. Like it was just such a gross... Like sitting right next to somebody from the fucking Tuskegee Airmen. You know, somebody that actually did something. <coughs> <coughs> Somebody that actually, you know, fought to make this country a better place sitting next to, first of all, they shouldn't even be sitting next to each other. That's offensive in and of itself. Like making that man sit next to Rush Limbaugh is fucking disgusting. And I really hope that he's not that much of a hypocrite that he like tried to make a big deal about the guy sitting next to him, like shake his hand. Oh, thank you so much for yours. Like, fuck off. Like we, we all know you don't care. Um, so he gets his medal and, uh, and, and. Melania straps it around his fat neck. Um, And my only positive takeaway from any of that fucking hoopla was that when you looked at Russia's face, he already had cancer face. Like he already (laughs) had that kind of sunken face that you get when, when, when you've got that. Uh, and he's got it already. So like now I know it's real, right? Like it, it could have just been a pipe dream before. Uh, but seeing that face, I'm like, oh, he dying. Like I really hope and and maybe you can make me feel better about this because I really hope that based on who he is and the amount of money he has, I really hope that he doesn't have any access to those like experimental techniques. Like I don't hmm. want to live in a world 
where Rush Limbaugh is the guy that beat fucking cancer. Uh, and like, oh, we've got a cure now because they treated Rush Limbaugh with this and it worked. Like, ugh, I don't know. Can't you treat somebody else? Like, because here's the here's the here's the dying of cancer. Like, okay, here's the Rush Limbaugh treatment. You no, I'd rather fine. die. No. <laughs> but like, if anybody that's like a decent person, like it burns your skin. Like the fucking cure doesn't work. It just eats you up because uh, it's poisoned by Rush Limbaugh's grossness. Um, Fuck, I had something I was going to say, and I totally fucking forgot. Sorry. No, 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 it's totally all right. It was just more about how Rush Limbaugh sucks. Um, fuck, what was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so on his show, like I said, like I get forced to kind of listen to it um, every day at work. Uh, obviously, he has, he's been out. He's going to be out some days because he's, you know, getting treatments and whatever. Uh, now, usually when someone is faced with the realization that there has been a, a period put on the end of your sentence, so to speak, mm-hmm. like death is coming. Like, not that we, not that we all don't think we're going to die. Like everybody knows they're going to die. Um, he, he, uh, he came back to the show after like two days being out. There wasn't a drop of humility in his voice. If anything, mm-hmm. he was worse. Like he was more, arrogant like he always likes to say when he comes i like i ugh, like listening to it has made this it made me given me like points for the episode but like i i hate how i had to get them um he always comes in from commercial breaks and he'll be like with talent on loan from god and the other day he said it and i chuckled and i was like guess you giving that back you know, like, <laughs> I, but I kind of hope that like he like if if heaven and hell are real, like I really hope he's sticks someplace warmer. <laughs> like, like because I feel like uh, if heaven is real, you get in for being a decent person, right? Like, uh, mm. I, if if I die and went there, like, and Rush Limbaugh was like walking down the fucking streets, like I would want to move probably. Like, I feel like I would be like, this place sucks. Like. <clears throat> get me out of here fucking Limbaugh (laughs) yeah why don't you wrap us up on this hate filled episode good lord everybody (laughs) we were going to call this one free floating hostility in honor of George Carlin Uh, alright so that was uh, I will definitely write a uh, disclaimer in the episode description yeah probably probably a good idea alright everybody so that was our episode on uh, politics light and Rush Limbaugh. I didn't say Rush Limbaugh in the very beginning because I was afraid everybody would be like, click. Um, Because nobody (laughs) wants to hear about that fucking jerk. Um, What was your joke about cancer missing the wrong rush? Oh, yeah. I felt like that this was was cancer's uh, apology for taking the wrong rush since it took Neil (laughs) Pert and cancer was probably like, fuck, I just saw Rush. And I went for that one. It was supposed to be this one. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Um, but fuck cancer. <laughs> um, when they kill that, it'll be fine, too. We'll find something else to get rid of awful people with. Um, uh, I hope you stuck with us through this one. I hope you thought it was funny. I hope you thought it was informative. I hope you rah rod and cheered every time we said that Rush Limbaugh was fucking dying. Um, <laughs> uh Mike, if the people wanted to find you on the social media, where would they go to do it? I've been posting my 
anger on Twitter recently. One of my favorite things to do is tell Rand Paul to go fuck himself. I try to do that weekly. Uh, so you can find me at Medic5x5 on Twitter. I want to applaud you for your uh, fuck Rand Paul stance on Twitter. It's uh, it's fun to watch and retweet. And uh, anybody out there that follows Mike, uh, give him a bunch of likes and retweets on any of those Rand Paul things. Because fuck Rand Paul. Uh, if you wanted to follow me on Twitter, you would go to a Thomas 1978. If you want to follow the show, you would go to saw underscore how, uh, let's see. If you want merch, go to zazzle.com. Check out, uh, look up how we saw it and, uh, you should be able to find merch there. I don't know if we sold anything. Have to look, I guess. Uh, I guess one of us should buy it, right? Like at least I should buy a fucking shirt. I'll buy one for you. You buy one for me. It'll be like, it'll be less sad that way. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. Um, I'm gonna say that we'll see you. I don't. I'm not gonna say next week. I'll say next time. Uh, with a funner topic. Yeah, with definitely topic. with a happier topic. Should should we tell the people about that other thing we're concocting, or not yet? Be a good surprise. Okay. All right. So we got some surprises coming for you in the upcoming weeks. I'm I, I'm sure a lot of you are like, what, an actual fucking schedule you keep to? Um, oh, no, that would be a surprise <laughs> for us too. Uh, but we got some fun shit coming that'll uh, hopefully buffer out the time in between episodes. At least until Mike and I, you know, the, our jobs don't beat us up around the head anymore and we're feeling, we're feeling like we can give you good content. Uh, all right. Anyway, I'm rambling. Sorry. Uh, we will see you all next time. Mike, say goodnight to everybody. Good night, everybody. Later, y'all.